0: This podcast is produced by Yizzy Research, whose mission is to do research and help others do the same. Visit us at yizzyresearch.com. While you're there, sign up for the mailing list to stay updated. In episode one of season one of this podcast, I discuss how I became a UX researcher. In this episode, I will dig a little deeper and talk about what that actually means day to day. What does it actually mean to be a UX researcher? What is a UX researcher's day like during an active research study? What is a UX researcher's day like when there is not an active research study? Keep listening to hear me answer these questions. Welcome to the Yizzy Research Podcast, the podcast for aspiring researchers, current researchers, and research enthusiasts. I'm your host, Imani, also known as Izzy, and I am the founder, CEO, and Principal Researcher of Yizi Research, a boutique research agency providing UX research services, career coaching, and of course, this podcast. Let's walk through what I would be doing during an active research project. Before conducting research, I meet with internal stakeholders to brainstorm research questions, assumptions, and hypotheses they have about how our users interact with our product. Internal stakeholders usually include product managers and UX designers. I structured these brainstorm sessions around the product roadmap. Before these sessions, I brainstorm a list of potential research questions. This list of questions serves as an icebreaker for the brainstorming sessions with my internal stakeholders. As a UX researcher coming into a research brainstorming session with a list of questions is a good practice to demonstrate proactiveness and to prevent those really uncomfortable awkward silences. It's even better if you can send those questions to your stakeholders a few days before the brainstorming sessions. During the sessions, I'll pull up my list of potential research questions and the product roadmap as a reminder of what product features are to be engineered and designed in the future. I begin the brainstorming sessions by reminding everyone that we're meeting to determine my next research projects. After this brief intro, I read through my proposed research questions, and this usually starts a good discussion amongst the team in terms of what they're curious about. As we discuss further, I take notes and periodically rephrase their thoughts into potential research questions, hypotheses, and methods. The purpose of these brainstorming sessions is to regroup with the entire team to ensure that I'm conducting relevant research and that the team is aware of what I'm working on next. These brainstorming sessions usually happen at least twice before I draft a research plan. Brainstorming sessions usually happen over the course of about two weeks. I typically work weeks ahead of the product roadmap. For example, if a feature is to be launched in Q4, I conduct research during Q2 or Q3 so that I am not being rushed. Once the brainstorming sessions yield concrete and testable research questions, I then draft a research plan. The research plan is another step to ensure that I and the team are on the same page before actual research begins. The research plan is a document containing the research questions, hypotheses, methods, budget, screener, key performance indicators, participant criterion, and more. The research plan is typically approved by whichever product manager owns the product I'm researching. I then send the completed research plan to all internal stakeholders. Now do all of them open the document? No, but hey, it's there for them to see. Once the research plan is solidified and approved, I do a mock of the research project. For example, if I am planning to do a usability test with users, I conduct the usability test and walk through the logistics of the project to ensure that these tasks and script make sense. This is my chance to make sure that the project has a logical flow for both myself and the users. If the flow is not logical, I make revisions as necessary. Although this is an extra step, please don't skip it because it's a really good chance to refine your project before testing it with users. Next, I recruit users for the project. Companies typically have access to their users and their emails. I then reach out to users that match the criterion I outline in the research plan. I send them an email identifying who I am, what I do, where I work, and why I'm contacting them. I provide a calendar scheduling link for users interested in testing. I also provide a mandatory NDA for users to sign if in-house counsel deems that necessary to protect sensitive and competitive data. Recruiting people is notoriously difficult. Ask any researcher. But once I've secured my users, I conduct research. Since I typically have weeks and oftentimes months to conduct research, I can take several weeks to complete a project. After I talk to each user, I release their incentive immediately. The amount of the incentive was defined in the research plan. I take a few weeks to analyze my findings from the research. I organize my findings into either a presentation, report, customer journey map, and or personas. I then share these findings with my internal stakeholders who usually have quite a few follow-up questions. After this debrief, I update the research repository with a deliverables and research plan. This makes the research accessible to internal stakeholders to share with other stakeholders without me serving as a bottleneck. The repository also serves as evidence of my research efforts. When the project is completed, I follow up with the appropriate designer and product manager to make sure that they understand the research findings and to understand how they make changes based on my findings. This helps me as I try to understand how my research is actually being applied. Is it helping revise the product roadmap? Is it improving the UI? What's the next step? As an introvert, I need a lot of time to reflect and process, especially after engaging with so many people on a daily basis. As a byproduct of being an introverted person who talks with people for a living, I rely on meditation and journaling to keep myself grounded and productive. Meditation and journaling are critical in keeping me reflective, analytical, balanced, and grounded as I do research. I highly recommend doing both as part of your professional practice as a researcher and more importantly, as a human. There are many moving parts during an active research project. So many parts that you may feel like a project manager in addition to a researcher, especially if you are the only researcher on staff. A typical day may include managing internal stakeholders, managing yourself, managing ever-changing budgets, paying attention to timelines, and dealing with the buffet of strong personalities, some of which are unpleasant. An undertone of a UX researcher's role, especially a more seasoned researcher or a lone researcher, is understanding how UX research fits into larger business goals as well. Honestly, I'm still learning how to make the connection between UX research findings and larger business objectives. I talk through a typical workflow during an active research project. So what are days like when I don't have a research project? What is it like when I am in between research projects? More meditation, more reflection, more journaling. In the context of work, I keep a work journal and have for a while. Writing in my work journal allows me to track my development as a professional and as a researcher. When I am not working on a research project, I review my journal entries to see what I've been struggling with, where I've improved, and to gauge how I really feel about my employer and job responsibilities. As part of creating a balanced life, I allow myself to be mentored by other and more experienced UX researchers. During my conversations with these researchers, I take notes, a lot of notes, notes about methods, managing difficult stakeholders, staying grounded as an introverted researcher, and managing my own research agency. After each conversation, I review my notes. These notes are not only helpful to me, but to junior and aspiring researchers. I also mentor aspiring UX researchers through my program, the Yizzy Research Coaching Program, which I really recommend if you want to be a UX researcher. When I'm in between projects, I tend to focus more intentionally on my career development as a UX researcher. In terms of working a 9 to 5, that could look like me having frequent conversations with my manager about being promoted, and what that looks like in terms of job title and job responsibilities. During these conversations, I may present a deck that features all the research I've completed over the past few quarters, what we learned from it as a team, and how the findings were applied to enhance the product. I may also walk through the research repository and highlight the most impactful projects I completed. This is a good opportunity to reorganize and update the repository if needed. Sometimes when research projects are active, I may forget to update the repository after each project. Now I have time to label and store my audio and video files from testing and interview sessions. Some audio recordings may be on my desktop. Some video recordings of a usability test may be in a shared drive somewhere. I task myself with organizing these artifacts and uploading them to the repository. Once the repository is updated, I have one-on-one stakeholder interviews with my team, namely the product managers and the UX designers to ask them what they thought about research so far, what they would like to happen in terms of research in the future, and to conduct usability testing and card sorts with them to modify the repository. These stakeholder interviews, especially in the one-on-one format, are an informal and low-stress way for me to gauge how my stakeholders view my research efforts and how they believe that I can improve. More practically, it also reminds stakeholders that, hey, I exist as part of the team and I value their opinions to make research work. Stakeholder interviews are a great way to gain stakeholder buy-in. Stakeholder interviews are also a good time to ask about acronyms and vocabulary that may not be clearly defined. For example, I kept hearing engineers and product managers use the terms Agile and Sprint, and I didn't have enough time to interrupt them and ask them what they meant in the moment. So, in addition to doing some Googling, of course, I would use my one-on-one time with stakeholders to ask what various terms meant. As any researcher will tell you, budgets fluctuate frequently, so I check in with my manager and with finance to clarify what my budget is for UX research. UX research may require incentives and third-party platforms and the budget limits what I can and can't do. For example, if there is no budget to support purchasing a platform for unmoderated usability testing, then I can't do unmoderated usability testing at scale, especially as a team of one. Vendor procurement is a natural extension of exploring budget. Vendor procurement means buying platforms and services from other vendors that enable me to do research better. The procurement process includes having demo calls with vendors, doing usability testing on potential platforms with internal stakeholders, negotiating pricing, and comparing vendor offerings to each other. For example, when building a UX research practice from start, one of the first things I do is procure vendors for the research repository. I spend several weeks talking with different vendors to determine which is the best fit for me, my team, and the budget. Lastly, I use my downtime to edit the UX Research Roadmap, which deserves its own episode and will eventually get its own episode. Based on completed research, the product roadmap, budget, vendors, and stakeholder interviews, I modify the UX Research Roadmap so that my internal stakeholders know what the next two quarters of UX Research will look like. In this episode, I talk through days in my life as a UX researcher, days when I am actively working on a UX research project, and days when I am not. There are a lot of meetings, there's a lot of organizing, there is a lot of meditating. Hopefully, these answer the frequently asked question, what does a UX researcher actually do every day? If you missed anything, don't worry. The episode notes can be found on easyresearch.com. Thanks for listening. Subscribe for updates on new episodes. If you are interested in sponsoring this podcast, or if you are looking to hire someone to help you understand your users and your customers, visit yizzyresearch.com. Follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at yizzyresearch. That's Y-Z-Z-I Research. Bye for now.